Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What are, Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't <laughs> need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We and talk about all sorts and, of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So check out Childish. New episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm very excited to introduce my guests. They are the host of the podcast Add to Cart. It is Kulap Vilaisak and Suchin Pak. And Kulap has been on my show a few times. So you guys are probably very familiar with her, but she is an actress, comedian, writer, director, showrunner, creator of the very funny show Bajillion Dollar Properties, former host of the podcast Who Charted, and uh, she created and made the movie Origin Story, which if you haven't seen, you have to go see. Keep some Kleenex near you because you will tear up, if not outright cry, but you'll be moved by the experience and a better person for it. And Suchin, who this is my first, this is her first time on the show. Yeah. First time meeting you, but I am familiar with you because you're a longtime journalist and former MTV news correspondent. And, Correct. uh, I am very Gen X. So this is like thrilling for me. Yeah. Uh, hello to both Hi. of you and welcome. And I would be remiss if I did not also introduce my producer, Tony Thaxton. Hello. Hello. It's been a long time since I've been here on a Monday. Yeah. So full disclosure, when we were recording in person, you know, a slightly over a year ago, Tony would always come to the Monday shows and I would chat with him before we started about important things like whether there were any termites in my studio and, <laughs> and it's a whole long story. <laughs> but then, you know, this is this story that I'm about to tell is right up there with termites in terms of who cares. But uh, <laughs> he has not been on the Monday shows lately, just the Thursday shows. But then today I said, I need Tony here. I need, you know, I, I this thing where I record and I send it to him. I don't I'm not feeling up to it. We need an injection of Tony Thaxton. And here he is. My pleasure. I well. mean, <laughs> Tony is magic. That is established. He, you mentioned origin story. Thank you. Um, and Tony did some drumming on the soundtrack of That's it. That's true. And the 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 big single, <laughs> the yeah. big the hit our, single, our corner of the world, the hit single. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mighty. it's the song over the end credits, right? That's right. Yes. I didn't. Thank you so much. I didn't know that. I loved the music, and I knew that Michael Cassidy, uh, he, um, oh my God, what's the word for when you write music? He was the co- he was the co composer. Yes, composed. Yes, uh, yes, that was the word I was going for. But I didn't know that our own Tony Thaxton played drums. That's really cool. Suchin, yeah. do you feel left out? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just I'm just taking the full Tony injection on mondays in you know it's yeah. it's lovely to be here i know it's kind of breathtaking it's like a jolt 
for the start of your week. Although at this point, all the days, are you experiencing that all the days blending? Yes. A smoothie. And sometimes it don't taste so great. <laughs> That's right. It's a slurry of Groundhog Day again and again. So I love Add to Cart. How did you guys meet and uh, talk me through sort of the genesis of this podcast? We met uh, while being um, organizers for uh, Times Up uh, for the Asian American spoke of of the of the group, um, and we're friends for maybe like a year, year and a half uh, before you know we we had dinner at an Italian restaurant right before lockdown. Oh wow! <laughs> and we're like, hey, like podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Teach what I mean. What how? You talk about our genesis. Well, yeah, we were like we were thinking about doing a podcast together. You know, some ideas were batted around, and we decided um, that we wanted to do a podcast uh, with as little effort as possible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, with uh-huh. as little for me important as. Uh, oh, also for as- me, Sucha. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to. Th- I didn't want to throw throw it your way, but I'm glad. I, I'm glad I live under that hold. bus suite. <laughs> <laughs> I am comfortable, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, I uh, have a have a journalism background, so doing research and working hard is not out of my repertoire. But um, I didn't feel like doing it, uh, so. <laughs> We were like, what could we talk about that could even be remotely interesting to anybody else, but most importantly, fun for us and no yeah. work. Shopping. Yeah. So um, we came upon this idea of like, well, why don't we talk about all the crazy stuff that we buy, all the things that we're obsessed with, whether we're watching or we're reading, and then we can talk about what it says about who we are, where we it, are in life, yes. our relationships. It's very revealing. <laughs> Sharing what you buy is very revealing. Stories come quite easily. Quirks, personality quirks, dysfunctions, bombs. Um, you know, yeah, really, literally a lot of bombs get dropped casually. Shocking, um, <laughs> shocking truths that that should probably not see the light of day. But here we are every week, just dusting them off. But it's, uh, for it's consumption. In, it's interesting though, because you guys do add to cart for things you like and then remove from cart for things you don't like. And it's not just at one point was the idea that it would just be things that you can actually purchase. No, no. it was really important to me <laughs> that that wasn't the case. Because <laughs> it also just felt like while shopping is one of the safest things to do in lockdown, that just it felt very surface like. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to kind of just talk about the why. Um, and the how and the who. I, I was more, I'm more on the let's get free stuff and shop, but I'm also (laughs) right there with Kula on the depth. Well, because here's the difference. Like she, we've talked, she is Asian American icon, Sujin Pak, journalist extraordinaire. First Asian face, um, on MTV, not first Asian face on MTV, but first Asian correspondent on MTV, right? Yeah. Yes, and so she's used to being the interviewer. She's not used to being the subject. Yeah. Meanwhile, origin story, Cool Up has aired her <laughs> dirty laundry for all to see and is available, by the way, on Blu-ray anywhere you want to get it. <laughs> so that sort of, like, I knew we were going to go there and Sujin didn't know that, like, say, 
last week when she showed her messy desk, oh, what right. that would evoke from folk. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what did that it would ev- say about her? What did it evoke from folk? Because from this, what's the singular folk? Folk, I guess. From this one person, um, I was so, I was listening to the episode and I'm like, oh, please, please, please let this photo exist somewhere. And then you, cause I was, otherwise I was going to email and say, can you please just send me this photo? Cause I need to see like what you're considering really messy. And then you said that it was posted to the add to cart Instagram. And I went and looked and I, f- I related so intensely because I am definitely a Suchin. I am messy. I don't appreciate the home edit. I also have a Kegel exerciser thing that I did literally one time. Um, Whereas Kulop, your uh, dedication to organization, I'm aesthetics, I yes, admire it, but I don't have that. I I want to be that, but I just I yes, it's overwhelming to me the idea of trying to organize. Yeah, Tony, where are you on the on from Suchin to Kulop? Where do you <laughs> where do you fall? What range? Uh, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. I was taking some notes and I I missed a part of that. <laughs> that's the honesty of tony thaxton that's right like i don't want you to pretend i don't want artifice from you i want that drum beat that heart (laughs) yes all right let me let me go grab my drums from the other room i'll be right back (laughs) the thrumming beat of of did not hear so let me just recap for you tony and for for any listener who was also taking notes because i like to think they take their own minutes um so kulop is very organized and suchin although what we're seeing right now this polished veneer pretty organized bookshelf in the background like a pretty type a, a. it's a tight cut tight yeah cut. type a there's some kind of tree back there there's like a t- there's a type a uh, career thing mm-hmm. happening posted <laughs> and for anyone who wants to see what we're talking about youtube.com slash Allison Rosen where this video will live um, posted a photo of her messy desk with her cold half eaten corn tamale <laughs> sitting in the corner and just like papers everywhere an empty box of crackers it it was um oh, oh Allison please yeah. the stapler on top of that box of crackers <laughs> right <laughs> who knew the stapler was going to take such a prominent prominent stage that it would be a character yeah right it's the third host of add to cart (laughs) i get it though because you need horizontal surface and even when it starts going up you still got to set things down that's right no matter what it sits on so anyway the question is are are you organized or are you not me right i think i'm a I'm more on the organized side. I, I, I mean, look I at your background. Look at his background. Yeah. Look at where, where Tony is sitting. I mean, that's why I asked Tony if I'm yeah. going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Allison said she was more of a suchin, and yeah. I looked at your background and I made a call. <laughs> yeah. We all did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try. A big mess drives me crazy after a while. I'll have like little spots that I'm like, I need to get to that. But yeah, same, if, same. If things are just everywhere. I, it, it makes me crazy. But see, that's how I am too. And yet I have been living in disarray probably for my whole life. I recently remembered when I was I don't, under 10, for some reason we needed to clear off. Maybe we were getting rid of my like tiny black and white TV and getting a slightly bigger TV. I don't know. Um, or, or maybe I was getting a record, but I don't know. Now I'm making it sound like I'm really old. I was getting a, a Vitrola. Um, <laughs> the, but anyway, I had to clear off my dresser 
And my mom or my dad just took everything that was on the dresser and put it into a grocery bag. And the grocery bag got moved to the garage. And like we never emptied out the grocery bag. And I never wished that I had any of that stuff. Like all of the clutter all the time, always, I feel like I could just discard it, but I don't because it's hard for me to make decisions to get rid of things. How do you do it, Kulop and Tony? How do you guys stay organized? I I feel I do it because I feel better. I feel better when things are are have a a harmony Mm -hmm. in my surroundings. I and I am very concerned with the aesthetic. I think I think that's very well established. Um, but yeah, I, I I like things doesn't, I I like to be organized so that I can be relaxed. And if I'm, it's more of a, it is 100% self care for me. It's like, I know, I know that I would feel better when I do clean up a messy area. I do like, I can breathe the sigh of relief. I feel so much better. And yet I don't do it. But I know on the most recent episode, you were talking about Suchin, like not valuing your own self slash self-care enough to take the time to do it. For me, it's more like I just find it very challenging. I find it challenging to figure out how to do it and what to do with the stuff. Can I also just throw in, you both have kids. Yes. It's just that it's that's another layer. I, I understand you guys are saying like, oh, I grew up a certain, you know, but like then you have your kids stuff too and you're, I, ha- I have more time and energy. Isn't it just <laughs> wonderful to be yeah. seen by Kulop? I mean, it's it's just my <laughs> pleasure and my privilege and I'm just so grateful for it. Yes. Thank you. That has to be put on Suchin's messy table as well. <laughs> <laughs> but these problems, I, I was like this before kids too, even yeah, though yeah. now it feels more true. insurmountable and more excusable. Suchin, true. were you or did you have a, a yes, neat phase? A hundred percent. It's not like suddenly I had kids and then this this person appeared. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. Yes. Uh, you know, trying to get to the psychology of like, these everyday things, like what our desk looks like, what our bags look like, what are what are the inside of our cars look like, all these intimate spaces, is really interesting. I mean, it's not something that you know, unless someone asks, you ever even think about. It's just the way. I mean, I I'm looking at my desk right now. I mean, I it's the same as it was the last when I sent the photo. Now instead of a tamale, I've got two open boxes of hummus like I don't know what <laughs> I think one I <laughs> I ate and I felt like it had like you know a little bit of a tangy taste and I was like maybe not and so then I opened a fresh um thing of hummus anyway it's too too much so one of the other things I was thinking about was there is something about um this distraction mm that serves as an excuse to like get to the actual work that needs to be done sometimes for me. Ooh, the self-awareness. I love it so. Yeah. I was thinking about that because I when I when you said when everything is clear, you feel great. See, when everything is clear, I it's not that I don't feel great. I then have to deal with the thing that's like really important. You know what I mean? The deadline, the whatever. So it's a mixed bag. When I feel the best, 
is while I'm clearing my desk. That's that's the highest of the high that I feel. Do you know what I mean? So things I'm being productive, but I'm also not doing the thing I should be doing. <laughs> and I, so, it should be that I procrastinate too, but in a different way. Right. What do you do so, for procrastinate? Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's. I think that's also part of it because I, I don't. I don't know if I welcome a clean desk all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I, if I'm being really honest. Kulap, what yeah. do you do for procrastination? Um, social media uh, sucks up. You know, oh my goodness, I must, I must post. <laughs> I have to post. <laughs> the I, have public, to, I have to, she I have to post in the various social medias, right? Like that's if it's, it's your a show. Job. And yeah, you I gotta, have do, to do it. gotta do that for the show. And then I'm watching shows. I guess it's, 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 uh, it, I, it's my business. It's mm. research. It's oh, the uh, research. You know, I oh, love research. it's research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I write off uh, my time <laughs> watching all the shows and films that I do. Then and so much, you guys. <laughs> so much. See, yeah. I think if we're creating a continuum, Kulop's over here, then Tony's here, then Suchin is over. Like you're more on the Allison side than the midline, but then I'm over here. And again, this is perfect really? for, for most people who are just listening to this, that whole thing I just set up, I know really came to life, um, where I held my hands in the air and indicated where we all are. Yeah. I'm even more Suchini than Suchin because I don't feel good when I'm in the midst of cleaning something up. I want, it like makes me very tired and I want to just take a break in the middle. It's mm. all, it's decision so fatigue. I, it's mm. all the de- rapid decisions about what to decision do with stuff. Fatigue. And especially if it involves mementos or old stuff or going down, mm. like I'm sure there's some sort of like, and then you can find the trauma embedded in this pile of crap or whatever. You know, I'm sure there's all these emotions I don't want to face. I'm making it sound like I'm a hoarder. I'm not really, but I do have tendencies. Mm. Sujin says that often. Yeah. I have tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. My my mother-in-law and my husband are the same. (laughs) Really? Your husband is? Oh, how does that work? And he's a collector. Yeah. And so he collects. That's a fancy hoarder. Yeah. (laughs) That's a hoarder with money. 100%. So the the clearest and obvious things are comic books, Blu-rays, uh, music, CDs are still coming. Tony, are you still buying CDs? You're a man of music. No, I, I yeah, buy... You're not. I buy, well, I'll, I'll buy records, but I, oh. I couldn't tell you last time I bought a CD. Those yeah. are just big CDs. Yes. <laughs> They're still coming. Still coming. Um, so, but then, then there'll just paperwork. I've really had to just like pare things down. Sometimes when he leaves things behind, I just put them in his office and he just has that put things in his corner. But like he, <laughs> he is somebody who will let mounds of clothing grow and grow and grow. You know, it's, yeah, he's, that's, yep. And letting, he's also a cancer. It's hard for him to let go of ideas, people, mm-hmm. and things. His little crabby <laughs> claws just holds on, holds on to everything. I'm a Taurus, so I guess I don't so know. Stuff I. get. I'm trying. To, oh, really? We're yep. so. I think you're more classically Taurian, right? Because I've heard had heard people say like, "Oh, you must 
home must be really important to you. And like staying home is really important to me, (laughs) but the condition of it, not so much. Do you like, but you like, you you mentioned like you want to be cozy. Do you love a throw? Do you love a pillow? I love love a heated throw that I talk about that all the time. It's like, I'm not a bath person, but I'm a heated throw person. Wait, what do you mean by heated throw as an an electric blanket? An electric blanket. Yeah. Like a small electric blanket. You know what? My daughter is a Taurus and she's all of these things. I'm learning because I'm not this person. This is very interesting. She can't be cozy enough. Like the, her level of coziness is, uh, is unheard to you. It's it's at a level you're like, really? And it's so much work to get her cozy. What does it involve? Oh, we need anatomy of, of your daughter's coziness. I mean, head to toe from the way the sock sits, the seam, the thing, her, her nail, she has a little cut. So then she has to have a bandaid around the cut, but that's not good enough. Then I have to wrap one of those like, like those self-adhesive, like, um, you know, when you sprain your ankle, ace, like an ace bandage <laughs> yes, around her foot. And then she's not wearing sneakers anymore. She's only doing a certain type of, um, I mean, the joke around the family is, is her footwear choice can, can stop an entire day. Six adults. <laughs> It will bring us to our knees. The entire day will drop to its knees and and we will n- not be able to move on uh, if her footwear choice is com- is so complicated for her. But so we are we are stubborn mm-hmm. and our we want to be comfortable and that yes. is like relative to who we are. <laughs> right? Like yeah, so she I, is to be so... uncomfortable and to go it's not we don't want that. We don't want to and you look at Done. her and you and I know her so well. So I know what what what's going on with her physically like today. She had a really difficult day getting cozy, you know, going, you know, going out of the house. And I see her, she's got one of her sleeves up rolled up because she has eczema on her arm. So I put the cream on, dare the 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 fabric touch the the cream, right? And then she had her pant leg up on the right side because it was too hot. <laughs> so she's and then her hair she's got rice bits in her hair because she won't ever brush her she it always has to be covering just you know mm. what i mean half an eyeball of <laughs> hair she looks like the ring you know the child from the ring and i she goes out and i say that's my girl you know what i mean she's a complete psycho look at her just <laughs> moving yeah. in the world and she doesn't care what it looks like she doesn't care how clean it is, how dirty. She does not care. She cares only about her comfort. And so it's really interesting to hear you guys talk about a heated throw. I that didn't even cross my mind that that was – she would love that. It's yeah, so- it, it's so – so, Allison, it's not the neatness. It's the need to do what will make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is a manifestation of what I value. Yeah. <laughs> but it is more than anything, it's so that I am comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like right. That's – that's the va- that's the thing. That's yeah. the Torian trait. Amazing. I will not move until I want to, and I don't want to hear anybody else telling oh me. Oh my to. god! Cool. Like, it's it's so it it the phrase for Taurus is like it's something like uh the onward rush of a bull. So if you picture a bull sitting and chewing cud or grass, 
and you trying to move it, it won't. But when it has an idea, nothing can stop it. The the rush is. It's- I feel like I have to send my daughter to tourist camp with you. I, <laughs> I mean, would love it. I would love because it because this poor child lives with with me, and I'm well on the uh, on the Chinese zodiac sign. I'm a rabbit. I'm more. I, I feel like I identify more of the rabbit than I do a Leo, which is mm. nothing is ever fast enough for me. I'm impatient. It, you know what I mean. I'm done with it in about two seconds. I, you know, I tire easily. <laughs> so it's hard. It our personalities really clash. That's interesting. It's interesting. So I'm gonna look that up. That you're yeah. a rabbit. Uh, do you guys know what your Chinese zodiac is? I don't. Is it just your birth year? It, yeah, yep. just your year. 75. You're I, know, I know it's shocking because so I seem so, so young. you're a rabbit. Well, you're like, we're no, she's a dog. No, so no? I'm 75. Oh, you're a rabbit too. Allison, okay. we're, bo- we're both rabbits. <gasps> well, because I, I related to what you were saying just mm-hmm. then. I was thinking, well, that's weird though because I'm relating to all that too. <laughs> Tony, what year? 78. Okay, I have to look it up. Yeah. I can, TBD. I can try to look it up. All right, you look it up. <laughs> um, I'm a monkey. And I'm very much a monkey. <laughs> what like what is what are monkeys very known for? Handsy, uh, creative, handsy, very you know think they're clever. The energy. I mean, that's I'm I am a I'm a monkey. Wait, what do you mean by handsy? Well, I'm very tactile. <laughs> that's I you know, and also I am handsy and like you touch people a lot. I I touch things too. Mm. Like I'm the person. That like, you know, if there are any anything to be touched, I will touch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. I'm at a store and like there's a sample and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just touching. Th- I'm always touching things and textures and like, I'm very hands on. Mm. And, you know, this is not the time uh, to be right. that way. It, luckily, it's COVID and I have been me too that's right tony have you found out what you are i am a horse Uh aha what are they known for yeah am i am i supposed to know that part too (laughs) Uh, i i I, more i threw it out lest anyone knows it's okay if not i i should say i don't really i'm not super into astrology or the zodiac or the chinese zodiac um are you guys I obviously am, and maybe the only one here. No, but <laughs> I find okay. it. I find it interesting. I am interested in anything I uh, about how any sort of modality or different viewpoint of how I can fix my broken self, mm. <laughs> and, and I'm interested in that. That is a uh, for me will be a lifetime journey of just self awareness and how to do better and how I can be personal, personally responsible mm-hmm. for the things that I do. Um, and so, you know, astrology is just like kind of one thing that I've, uh, it's, it's become a, a way to understand myself and mm-hmm. to have compassion for other people. Right. So cool up. Um, what has been your relationship with your family since origin story? Um, closer with my mom and, uh, certainly my sister's. I re- my the sisters that I grew up with, um, we remain as close as ever. Me and my mom have mended our relationship. Really, that's wow. amazing because I know yeah. both from the documentary and from having you on my podcast a couple times, you guys had a really fraught relationship. Yes, very much so. And 
It's a really easy, breezy one now. Um, I'm very thankful and grateful for that. I, I still haven't spoken to my birth father uh, since uh, since uh, we fell apart. When he um, asked for money, right? He asked, yes, he asked for me to uh, invest in a weed farm that he would uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. start. <laughs> well, it is funny. It is very funny. Um, yeah, and sign and sign the like put my name right. In the and then he and- he became sort of hostile when you uh, didn't want to, right? Yes, and manipulative. Yeah, and emotionally manipulative. And luckily, I had you know uh, I had been trained by my mom uh, from her emotional manipulation of how to uh, recognize it mm-hmm. uh, and deal with it and. Uh, uh, set very firm boundaries. How did you? Um, I don't. I don't even know to what extent you can answer this, but how? I'm curious how you mended your relationship with your mom. I think, I think once the documentary came out, and I felt safe enough to have her in my space, and her behavior is truly like very different Mm -hmm. it's very she's completely toned down she's like really um almost her behavior is almost different to a sad space because she's unfortunately like she's not as like as gregarious as she used to be it seems for health reasons and there was a scare where i did had to get her from Laos because she had fallen into a coma because she's diabetic and she was acting like she she was eating and acting and behaving as a person who doesn't have diabetes in a third world country and did not bring her meds or her um, her uh, CPAP machine mm. and fell into a coma. I was induced into a coma and uh, we had to go get her. And I think that was a turning point for her. I think she felt a lot of shame that we all went and got her. My sisters were right behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of shame there. There was a lot of shame from her from her family there too, because she's the oldest, and I think she lost some face there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still, of course, love her. We all love her, but I think anything, like I think everybody saw what was happening and what it was what the reality was. Um, and so she has calmed down tremendously. I do miss my mom's humor. Yeah. That that I miss a lot. But uh, she lives with my sister now, and I'm happy that that's the case, especially during this time that she's mm-hmm. not by herself anymore. So I, I'm really happy about that. But yeah, I mean, we she's been out here since the documentary came out she's visited me multiple times and it's just it's fun there's no she doesn't attack me anymore she doesn't make comments it's 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 good that's great when you had to go get her was that a like drop everything panicky emergency kind of thing yeah i was told that there's a chance she wouldn't be alive by the time i reached her it took me like 40 (sighs) hours to get to her oh my god It, it was the day of the uh the election I, we voted for Hillary in the morning, and it was over China when we were crossing over China when we found out Trump had won. And um, yeah, it was that was a, it was a rough four years. Yeah, really rough four years. Yeah, I was. Um, 
at, I was very pregnant with Elliot, my, my four-year-old, and we went to a birthing class that night. And Daniel initially didn't want us to schedule it that night, but then it was like, well, we already know that what the outcome is going to be. So given this is the only one that has space for us, let's just go to it. And we took a break in the middle and some of the re- early returns started coming back. And I just remember everyone's face. And I'm sure some people are listening thinking that that's very LA, but um, everyone's face just looked ashen afterwards. So yeah. Yeah. There was like one guy who cheered on the plane. <laughs> it's like, wow. Cool. <laughs> and yeah. But it turned out we were all worried for nothing because he was a great president. <laughs> it was for fantastic years. Yeah, it wasn't worse than we ever imagined. <laughs> Definitely. It flew the- by, really. <laughs> it really Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then your mom's sense of humor being suppressed. Is that just sort of her because of what she's like her mood these days? Yeah, because I wondered if it was medical, but that and it may be in part. But really, what I see is like I just there's just like a lot of heartache. My mom's just been through a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think you know she just doesn't want more for herself anymore, and that's really tough to see. Yeah, like. She's not interested. I mean, she lives a really, really small life. And for somebody since I was just a kid who had big dreams and big, like, big plans and big ideas, swung for the fences, she was a literal gambler. (laughs) Like, (laughs) while there's blessings and that she doesn't do that anymore, it also, unfortunately, seems, feels a little bit like some of the life has been sucked out of her. But. That is sad. I do. I do wonder if some of that might come back, though. I hope so. I think it's good that she lives with her, with her grandson, and her and Kai have such a special relationship. Yeah. For some reason, um, he's doing his VR games. Is set up in my mom's room, (laughs) but he'll his normal video game is in his room. But for (laughs) I don't know why the when he's playing with other people. It's in my mom's room. And like one time my sister was like showing me a tour and like it's mom on her. It's Kai with his headphones on playing some sort of shooter. I don't know what game with somebody else. And then mom blasting Thai dramas on her from YouTube on her iPad. And it's, it's just two of them <laughs> in a dark room <laughs> doing it's their imm- stories. Immigrant grandma babysitting. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and Suchin, I don't know your story um, that well. I know you were born in South Korea, grew up in the Bay Area, and started um, journalism very young, right? But what was your upbringing like? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it was very typical, I think, immigrant upbringing in the sense that, like, we didn't have very much, and my parents still don't speak any English, and um and all of that but then i had this like weird path you know that i was taking you know doing these like random tv shows when i was 16 and and so you know it was it was both a very stereotypical you know upbringing but then i had this this weird part of my life that just like like there's no it, it there was no like integration. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was like me doing and being out in the world and trying to figure it out on my own. 
And then obviously growing up in a house where, you know, you don't speak the language, you don't have any connection to the outside world. Everything feels scary. Everything is always on the brink of disaster. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And, and, and you, so I, I, I think I had a very sort of, um, and I s- probably still am a pretty fractured person trying to figure out, you know, where the two, two meet, so to speak. So yeah, hmm. I don't know. I, For- I relate to a, a lot of what Kulop is saying. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why we work really well together and why we laugh so much because we both understand each other's pain to a real um, degree, I think. Fraction, the, the two, uh, I'm sorry, the two parts being the sort of outward facing part of, of you right. and how would you and describe the other one? <laughs> <laughs> so the this, this tight frame <laughs> and then <laughs> what's my the desk. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, I mean, you know, it's, it's all, it's not, it's, it's all, every part of my life is that way, I think. You know, it's the, it's the what I present. And mm-hmm. then the real part, I mean, I got out of bed for the, f- I mean, I took, you know, the kids to school and then got back in bed and, you know, I probably pulled myself together about a half hour before we all, met i just had one of those days where i was like yeah not gonna get out of bed today gonna just work from bed how nice that you got to drop your kids off though right yes for for two and a half solid hours beautiful beautiful two (laughs) two and a half solid hours uh i got to do that and um but yeah i think that that's that's i don't know i don't know if that's particular to me i feel like a lot of people live that way maybe i do it to more of an extreme i don't know cool up if if you think so, um, I feel like you and I have talked a lot about this. Um, well, I love hearing like the dichotomy of people. I think that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and now I, Sujin and I were friends, but now like we every episode, yes, and every day we get deeper and deeper, and 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 so, yeah, I, I guess. I, that's why it made me laugh when people were responding to Suchin's desk because I don't <laughs> think it's that bad, but I think it's what what people assume the way that yes. she is. And by now, after only I don't know seventeen episodes, I it's like this just feels in line. <laughs> like this feels pretty. I think you know? everyone feels that dichotomy between who they present yeah. and who they really feel like they are inside. I think that's universal. But I do wonder if it is turned up a bit yeah. for women. Yeah. Tony, oh, yes. you speak for all men. Do you feel this dichotomy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're an entertainer too, though. I mean, so. Yeah. I, I feel, yeah, I feel like especially someone who performs, I feel like especially because I think I, I love performing and like on stage is like the place that I'm the most, comfortable like mm-hmm. i'm not self-conscious at all i'm not nervous at all wow but talking to a human being one-on-one i'm like i'm super shy and i don't know what to say to anybody and yeah tony is the drummer of gigantic professional rock band motion city soundtrack and he has a real gold record that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing i don't have anything gold. there is wait except this chain 
Just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a chain. Oh, you got to get a chain, bro. <laughs> That's next level. I I uh I fell out there's many reasons why I fell out of love with acting. Also, you know, it's not like anyone was kicking down the door for Kolopilasak <laughs> as a co-star or a guest star. But one I think because I've worked so hard in this last decade to figure out how to be me. To yeah. enter in a room and be enough. And this has been yeah. a, a true battle, like yeah. forged <laughs> forged By in fire. fire. That's how mm-hmm. I feel, right? Yeah. And so now I don't want to be anybody but myself, yeah. for better or for worse. And I try, again, trying to be better. And sometimes I'm the worst. <laughs> and mostly Scott deals with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets the, the, the hottest flames. Um, yeah, and I think about that. And, even, and part of the reason why... I did fine as an actor, but part of the reason why I think I didn't get to a certain level, uh, not necessarily in booking, but just as an actor, but connected, mm-hmm. is that I, when I was, when I would look at a role and they would go, uh, think of this actor as a model. Think of this, uh, it's a, like a Kristen Shaw type. Then my head was like, oh, how do I, even though I know I'm not supposed to mic- mimic Kristen Shaw, now I'm like, well, Okay, they want so because obviously I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. So I, let me try to figure out, you know, a shadow version of what I think they want instead of like the best actors. Um, I find are people who filter it through their soul and through their bodies, mm-hmm. and and they're so alive because they've taken it down to that level, right? And I, I yeah, I had the hardest. It was just. It, it, to the point where that was affecting all of my relationships, that belief that I wasn't good enough or that I, you know, was a monster, let's say, <laughs> and and not worthy of anyone and that I was fooling you all and trying to control a situation so that you wouldn't hurt me. Let's just say that casually. <laughs> Something <example>. hypothetically, right? <laughs> just like hypothetical. <laughs> like. <laughs> now, is this around the time that you and Scott broke up because you weren't my memory of of your story was that you were kind of becoming too clingy and like weren't bringing anything to the relationship or was this years after that where i at 30 would be the time when i think no so this years after that 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 is a manifestation mm-hmm. of the issue but uh, my 30s i think i look back at it of like when i turned 30 i didn't i just didn't like where i was who i was the relationships the lack thereof of mm-hmm. intimate female relationships. And um, that's when I started going into the heart of it. And it all really, really does accumulate to that documentary I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and in between has just been a variety of healing modalities, a.k.a. piling money to the middle of a room and then just <laughs> setting it on fire. <laughs> and then, but some of the stuff works. And I think, and generally all the things that work in <laughs> in concert with me willing to look in the mirror, willing to deal with my shit, rolling up my sleeves and wanting to just not do the same thing over and over expecting a different result. Like it's just variations on behavioral training. Um I have to ask, because I'm sure people are wondering, of all the healing modalities that you spent the pile of, that you set the money on fire towards, which ones would you add to cart? Which ones would you recommend? Or which ones worked for you? Classic therapy 
that has always been a baseline through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like astrology for the reasons I mentioned, and it's something that I've kind of I, I have fun as you mentioned to it, but I also find it very revealing. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I, I fuck with crystals. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were things that I've done that I just can't recommend because they were so, and I, they were effective, but they were painful to do. Like mm. I did the Grinberg method for years, and that is an, an Israeli. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's like a breathing somatic mm-hmm. kind of training, and for me, it was being yelled at by an Israeli woman to breathe. And not only, like, I get mad at her and it's like, I am. Not only would I not be breathing, also my asshole would be squashed. <laughs> and, and, and I learned so much. I learned that when I would get frustrated, my left, I don't know where my left shoulder does go up. And I have, it's like I have no control. And it takes me exactly when my mom would yell at me, like, it's that, mm. like these things and that stuff. But it was also <laughs> quite, it was not a pleasurable time. It was yeah. a, a ride, but it did work. You know, it. I got something out of it. What's it called? The Grinberg Method. Grinberg, Grinberg Method. And all of these things that I've ever done, including things like S-Factor, which is your stripper fitness, and even to the Peloton that I do now, or I haven't lately, but the, all of it veers into like it can get culty. Mm-hmm. And I've never been one for a cult, so I tend to like dip in, take take what I like, and then move on. The second it gets like messiah like, or we're just like, you know, we're buying too much merch, then I'm like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> but there, there, I don't know. I I've done almost everything. I've steamed my vagine. Have you really? Um, mm-hmm. What did that do for you? That was very calming. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was very calming. It was nice. Um, to have like just to sit upon a stool where a crock pot with rose petals and essential oils <laughs> with a quilt around you so that the heat can just, you know, get up that yoni. Do you have to like spread, Tony, cover your ears. Do you have to spread the lips so that it, there's like a straight shot up there or is it just you're among the steam? You're among the steam and, you know, your your yoni compared to that crock pot again is, you know, that's that heat's going to rise. <laughs> You're going to, you know, the thighs are getting that heat. <laughs> 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 it's an experience. I'd do it again. Do you go I, somewhere? I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I could do it myself. I would worry about burning my yoni. Yeah. But, you know, I like, here's the thing. Like, we could all be doing it right now. Like and no one would know? No one would know, like from the Zoom in yeah. this recording. Tony, and you that could would be, be really cool. Steaming your balls or your butthole. Or your taint, Tony. Yeah. Your taint. Don't forget about That's your taint. Like, yeah, never, never forget about the taint. Right. I didn't mean to be so binary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and that's what we oh. would all have the same experience of our perennium being steamed. And that would be, I think, bonding. Yeah. You think so? A group yeah. steam. I, I don't I don't see how it you could not be so? bonding. <laughs> like people go into a sauna together. This is like that, but wetter and and less all over. <laughs> and completely dressed up top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you guys. 
I want to tell you about BetterHelp. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships or trouble sleeping or you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. You simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Uh, and one of the things that I think is so great about this is if you don't like the first person that you're matched with, you can switch therapists uh, as many times as you want, no extra charge, and they will get you to the person that you feel comfortable with. So I know that maybe right now some people are thinking, well, this sounds intriguing. I definitely have been wanting to talk to someone, but what if it's not, what if I don't feel comfortable with the person? I don't want to commit. Yeah, that makes me worried. Do do not worry. They will get you to the right person. Uh, Our own Allie Ward loves her therapy is a via BetterHelp, and um, she it was the second person that she they they she got paired up with, um, and she loves this person. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash best friend. Visit BetterHelp that's better h e l p dot com slash best friend and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. I also want to tell you guys about Rothy's. They are comfortable washable, sustainable shoes and bags, and it makes getting dressed easy. Kulap and Suchin, you guys must know Rothy's, right? I of think course. I've seen ads for it, but I'm not familiar. They are super duper comfortable. So the bags are more recent, but they're super duper comfortable shoes, flats. They come in like a bunch of different styles uh, and that you can wear them straight out of the box. You don't get blisters. Our dog, right and right when Rothy's came on the show, um, our dog walker back in the days when the people would be in your house uh, was in our house. And I said, hey, are those Rothy's? And sh- she said, yes, they are the only shoes that I can wear while dog walking, like cute shoes that don't give me blisters. So endorsed by someone who is professionally on her feet. Also, Meghan Markle wore them, I think, in Australia. That's right. That's ding, right. Ding, ding, Jackie I care Johnson about her is, now. Jackie Johnson is super into them. She might have even gotten married in them. Um, they are made out of recycled plastic water bottles. And when I first heard that, I thought, well, I don't want crunchy shoes. They're not. <laughs> they feel like soft fabric. It is crazy the way they do this. Um, people do collect them, though, and they are introducing new styles and colors all the time. So go find what you want now and then buy it, and then you'll want to start collecting them, too. But they do sell out, is what I'm saying. CNN oh, nice. said Rothy's are the comfiest slip-on shoe I've ever owned, period. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash Allison. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash Allison. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash Allison today. Okay. I think we should do a round of Hey, Go, Fuck Yourself. Um, This is where we tell someone or something to get lost and um, there's someone I'm thinking of and uh, Tony and does everyone here have someone or something they would like to give the business to? Yeah. Okay. Tony, you can go first. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> mine, mine is, is, is very lame old man of me, but it, I'm just going to embrace how old I'm starting to feel because now when I go out driving, which is rare these days, but 
go out and drive. I just, I'm blown away by oblivious drivers. The mm. People just like swerving into your lane or, or the, the big one that really makes me feel like an old person. No turn signal drives me. I knew you were going to say insane. that. <laughs> yeah. It drives me insane. So uh, it's courteous and, and it's, it's not the safe. Law. And, and also, like, how how hard is that? Yeah, you literally just this gesture. Flick your, yeah, you flick your fingers, and that's that's it. You and turn on the light, you turn it off. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And that turn way, signal, I feel like it says everything about you. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. That I, literally, I need to know nothing else about you other than, like, you do not turn your turn signal on. I agree and what's, with you, Tony. What conclusion do you draw from a non-turn signaler? You're a self-obsessed narcissist, you know, yeah. or something like that. You know, just something in that yeah. general vein. Right. Just <laughs> yeah. massive personality disorder. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. It's especially annoying leaving my place because when I get to the main street, ninety the, the cars coming the other way, I would say like 90% of those are turning. But every now and then, yep. one is going straight and... You just and it's so rare they even use them. So that's all. Uh, people that don't use their turn signals, I got a message for you. Hey, hey, hey! Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, I was confused for a second because I was thinking, but the one who's going straight, they don't need a signal. But you're saying people, they all need to be using their signals so you can know which one is actually turning and which one's going straight. Yes, I hear what you're I'm, saying. I'm usually turning and every now and then someone might go straight, but right. almost nobody uses their signal at that light. Well, I do hope they're all listening. Oh, I'm sure And they if are. they are, I hope they'll rate, review, and subscribe and tell their friends. <laughs> yeah, I've and- been hanging up signs in the neighborhood <laughs> to do that. Thank you. In our neighborhood... There is a house where you walk by and there are signs for her podcast. I swear to God. Um, I haven't seen it in a really long time because we used to take family walks at the beginning of the pandemic. And for like a week and a half, I was like, it's my favorite part of the day. And then it turned into my least favorite part of the day because my then now four, then three year old had to stop like every three seconds. And it just became very frustrating. And now I don't leave the house ever. But there's a house. I believe I've mentioned it on the show before. The podcast is called Rita's World. It's like R-E-I-T-A. She's an a, an older lady. She interviewed someone who hung her wallpaper, but she's a former actress and she had her she was married to someone who had the best name. I gotta look it up who she was married to because I was like delighted. Like his name was Buttons or something. Let me see. <laughs> um Rita Gr- oh no, I'm sorry. Rita Green, the wallpaper queen. That's who she is. Um, and former movie starlet from the 1950s. Okay, I got to look up Rita Green to see who this dude was. But anyway, she just has signs around her house telling people about her podcast. Oh, my God. I love it. I love wow. the marketing. <gasps> Doodles Weaver. <laughs> that was her husband, Doodles Weaver. <laughs> yes. Yes, That's it so was. <laughs> Doodles. Oh, Doodles. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. that's very good. That was worth it. I'm glad you... See. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was a moment of levity in the midst of us telling people off. Cool up. what about you? You know, uh, fuck you, sugar and carbs. You're delicious. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can't have you 
anymore uh, because uh, I am highly uh, insulin, uh, insolent. No, I am insolent. <laughs> I am insulin resistant and I have a fatty liver. So all, uh, all carbs turn into sugar and go straight to my liver. Um, and I, I, I'm mad at you. I'm very mad at you. And specifically sugar and carbs of Tate's cookies <laughs> because... They uh, are threatening their workers uh, uh, who are undocumented that if they are to unionize, that they will be deported. Oh, wow. No. So fuck you, Delicious Tate's Cookies, even though oh, I can't I... have you. Tony? Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. So now, am I right that you wear a device that, like, teleport your info to your nutritionist or something yeah i'll show it to you guys it's a little disc that mm-hmm. was stamped into my arm uh that i wear for a week and then or two weeks and then uh switch to another one and um so instead of like i'm pre-diabetic but instead of like pricking your finger mm-hmm. there's a needle that it's embedded in my arm so then i scan it with my phone and it tells me what my glucose levels are. And my nutritionist has access to that. So, you know, I, I, I like I say, I can lie, but this won't. <laughs> Did it hurt when they put that in? I put it in myself. Wow. I That's the worst Ooh. part of it. And the first time, in, and it's like, it's a stamp. You <gasps> stamp it in. And she was like, do it. I was like, Mm-mm. Wait, what does that mean? No, what do you no. mean? It, oh, oh, you mean like it like goes... Yeah, it's it it looks like a stamp. Oh my basically, god. Basically and you push it down into ah! your arm. And you try to get you you get the fat. Mm. Like you get the fat that and that'll be you know, that'll feel a lot less mm-hmm. painful. So the first time I did it, I did it myself. It didn't hurt. And then when I put this new one in, I for 1 hour I was trying to psych myself into pushing it and mm-hmm. I put on different playlists to just psych myself into pushing it in and I just couldn't do it. So I had Scott do it, but he did it way too hard. Like he shoved it. Oh God. Into my arm and I just was like <gasps> screaming. <laughs> how, but then it's fine. How long is, yeah. How long is the needle? It's not that long. I, it's, and it's not that thick either, but it is like, you know, it, it's meant to measure your blood. I have a photo of it because I kept looking at it like, God, I don't Can you guys see it? Kind see of. The needle? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like a probe on the end. Yeah, that's what. And oh. so that's the stamp. And so you put was like pushing oh. that in. Does it have two needles? Is that like a dual no, thing? Just, just one. Just okay. One. Guy in the middle. I still don't. I still wouldn't want it. <sighs> yeah. And now this is my life. And so, you know, just really. <laughs> Dealing with that, I had major sugar withdrawal. Mm. I bet, yeah. But now head's clear, so maybe as I do that to Suchin, it'll stick. We'll see. And is this related to fertility or separate from fertility? Well, there's thoughts that that might be connected, and that's a possibility. It certainly um, is a big part of the rapid weight gain that I've had in the last four years. Um, Like... They're like, well, so you've kind of gained 10 pounds or no, I did. I was at 30 pounds in two years. Before that, I was like 30 pounds in a year. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, my body can't process all that. I was like all the the, my raw material was very carbon sugar heavy. Right. But I mean, are you are you 
getting, are you uh, paying attention to this? Did you discover this in the pursuit of fertility stuff or like separately? No, it's separately. My, mm-hmm. uh, my A1C numbers are high. My ALT, my, you know, um, my liver, all mm-hmm. that. So it's a separate issue right. that could be connected. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, well, I think you're brave because you have a needle <laughs> that lives in your arm. Yeah. And but, I did IVF. But, so I've had needles and yet I, I that is bumping say, me. That's the thing is like, we just did another round of IVF and that was, it's so painful and truly just to throw it out there, bonus, fuck you to Menopure. I, yes. I, I hate Menopure. It is a powder of, uh, uh, a fire the urine of a menstruate, uh, uh, of a woman, in, uh, who has, uh, what is the term? Uh, she is, when you don't have your period anymore, sorry. Oh, menopause. she's gone through menopause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what it actually is. that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it actually is? Menopausal is, woman's urine? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, that's why does it burn. burn so much then? Because <laughs> I guess well, she's mad. Urine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not happy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm taking up too much time. Pretty no, you're not. Usual. You are never taking up too much time. Wait, is it, um, is it human menopausal woman's urine? Really? I never yeah. knew. Yeah. Who do they who, who do they get it from? Uh, yeah, I know. And maybe maybe when I'm there I'm going to sign just just for some weird one-sided revenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For do anyone, you want my pee? <laughs> I think everyone who's gone through IVF will know what we're talking about people who don't. Uh there's one particular very common medication that just really stings when you inject it. Um, I found that like the slower I injected it, the more I could tolerate it. If it did really fast, then it was, it's like a bee sting. Um, but I had no idea that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I think Premarin, which is like a cream is pregnant mare's urine. I remember learning that. Oh. Who knew urine had so many, you yeah. know, uses. Je- jellyfish bites. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah making babies Suchin's <laughs> poise pads mm-hmm. <laughs> you so know what I was that. speaking of all of this I was wondering and I'm sure there's a very easy like I'm sure I could google it and get the answer but given that if you have a vaginal vaginal delivery the baby exits your vagina not your pee pee hole so why is it that after you give birth you're leaking urine like why is that hole loose too I don't. I don't know. All my holes are pretty loose, but um, <laughs> they've been. But let's be honest, they were pretty loose even before babies. But I think it's something about maybe pushing that the muscles yeah. get maybe stretched out. I think. I guess so. It's all right. Right. Because it's all we the have muscle. No tone. idea. No, yeah. I actually don't have any idea why that is. No, and I've been wondering it for days now, but not enough to actually look it up. So. <laughs> I will just wonder till till some listener lets me know probably a r i y n b f show at gmail dot com. Um, okay, and and Suchin, what's your hey go fuck yourself? Well, mine's um a little bit more outward facing. I think um today uh, hey go fuck yourself is dedicated for me to Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, yeah. I did not, but I saw someone tweet something like, you know what Sharon rhymes with? And I was like, ooh, what does Sharon Stone do? (laughs) (laughs) 
She said so, hopefully. <laughs> I know. Oh, Osborne. What'd she do? What'd she do? Well, you know, I think it's it, it's it's the whole thing related to, I don't know if you're following the Meghan and Harry interview. Mm-hmm. And then Piers Morgan, like a big baby, stormed off of his set. Yeah. And it's after quitting. his, yes, his co-anchor had said that he was being insensitive uh, to the racist and sexist remarks that Meghan uh, has been, you know, on the other end of. Mm-hmm. And Sharon is famously very good friends with Piers, and oh. she defended his actions on her talk show, and her African-American co-host then had to explain to her what racism was, where then Sharon got very defensive and uh, lectured her. I mean, it was a crazy conversation. Wow. And then... And then her co-host was crying, and Sharon oh, goes, "Why are you crying? I should be the one crying." <laughs> so she said, it "Okay, wow, I didn't see that. I thought it was tweets, and then I saw her apology. I didn't know that this all happened." Oh no, you have to listen sh- to the whole conversation. I don't it's know if crazy. I go watch it. It's really, it, yeah, it's pretty jaw dropping. Um, and uh, and then you know, of course, she apologized, but she apologized in the way that she said that she was panicked. Um, and I'm sorry, but you can't be panicked into a y- years long friendship with someone who's as despicable as that human being and uh, s- somehow be excused. Uh, so anyway, and I feel like she brought up free speech or something it, like that. They all bring it's up free like- speech. It's, it's that's so that's fun. the thing uh. that they all that they all go to, and he's entitled to his opinion and that sort of thing, and and uh, and I just think that you know anyone that has the audacity to to look um, at someone who is from that community and say your pain, validate it for me, explain it to me, teach me, um, is just. No, fuck you. It's just fuck not you. happening anymore. For me. Sharon. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, go fuck yourself. I'm going to have to go watch this, but what was she supposedly panicked over? I being think called she, a racist. She, yes. Oh. She, I think she was being, pa- she said she was panicked in that she um, said a bunch of things that were pretty terrible in the moment. It's a live talk show. Um, and then later on, of course, as she saw the... <laughs> The, the backlash, right. she said she was panicked. And that's what that was. That that wasn't years of friendship with a man who is notorious and builds his reputation on being pretty nasty and especially nasty to women um, mm-hmm. and especially nasty to Meghan Markle and especially nasty to women of color. And he'll continue um, to get big jobs you know, they're already yeah. talking about his next big gig and he's not backing down. He's doubling down because he has a lot of, I'm sure, his fans and people in the media industry uh, that really profit from his bombastic and uh, often very wrong um, point of view. And he'll continue to do that because he gets paid lots of money to do mm-hmm. it and people love it. And his so. history is tabloids. Which, as we mm-hmm. learned from that, uh, like there's been a lot of talk lately of just how awful the British tabloids are. I mean, right. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Frigs. And I just think it's, um, I also, it's just, you know, whether you're, whichever side you're on, it doesn't, I don't, I don't really 
you know, I'm, I don't know that much about the British monarchy, but are we surprised that that there's racism in a system that is built on <laughs> colonial <laughs> right. history? I mean, it's just like, come on. You know what I mean? We can say, yeah. you know, it isn't great and we can move from there, but let's not pretend that, that that doesn't exist. So to me, it's the pretending, it's the erasure of history that is also like, fuck off, you know? Right. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on CBS, I think it's called CBS This Morning, um, where Gail is one of the co-hosts. Oprah was right. on the next morning. Yeah. And uh, she was asked, were you shocked like the the revelation that there was concern in the royal family about the skin tone of um Megan and Harry's children Archie mm-hmm. Art, yeah well first it was like it was about Archie but then i i think it no no what i was going to say i think it came out that it that conversation started when they were just girlfriend and boyfriend about mm. like what will your children look like but then actually it was that apparently there were several conversations so probably it started general then it was a specifically going to be about what's you know how dark is Archie's skin tone going to be and so they asked Oprah were you shocked uh, that this had happened or were you shocked that you were being told about it. And she said, it was interesting. She said, I was shocked that they were telling me about it. Mm. Like not shocked at all that that conversation happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it wasn't shocking to me. It is shocking to hear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So I usually my Hey, go fuck yourselves are very petty. Um, (laughs) This one, though, is a little more noble, I suppose. However, I spend too much time looking at Nextdoor. uh, (laughs) And I saw this post and the subject was uh, very disappointed to see this sign today. Gross waste of taxpayer dollars. And um, there's a middle school in Burbank. And I, this is what I've, like, I'm not paying attention to all this, but what I've gleaned from the post is it used to be called David Starr Jordan Middle School, and they changed it to Dolores Huerta Middle School. Um, and so then I was looking at the comments, and then this one woman, and I won't give her name, but it is a Karen-y sounding name. Um, hmm. Although I have to say, if I, if my, either of my boys had been a girl, I, I've always liked the name Karen and I wanted to give one of them the name Karen. My husband was not a fan, but I like, I'm so glad that didn't happen because look what's happened to that name. Anyway. Uh, okay. So here's her comment. So absurd to waste money to change the name of a school. Who are we catering to in this country? Is this still America? God. Um, and I read that and I just wanted to punch her. I don't know. It like it bothered me not on a um it bothered me on a very like a primitive emotional level, not a like uh intellectual not an intellectual well, that's level. Next door. So oh, wait, sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> that's the app. That's what it does to people. Yes. That's I right. I had to finally I had to cut myself off. I just finally it's stopped my account. I it, it was driving me crazy too. I was engaging with people that I like what am I doing? Yes. Yes. I might like half of a day of mine was ruined <laughs> because I made some comment and then someone like basically tone policed my comment. And I was like, D- you purpose. I mean, I didn't say this, but I was like, she purposefully misunderstood what I meant. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, ugh, maybe tone police is not the right way. to. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you guys what that situation was. 
it was uh, 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 an African-American healthcare worker went into a store in Burbank and was treated really poorly and wondered if maybe it had to do with race. And so he wrote about that. And so, you know, most people, 99% of the people's reaction was like, that's awful. And I said, um, you know, something like, that's so awful, especially right now. Thank you so much for your service. And someone's like, it's not just awful right now. It's awful that it happened at all. I fr- but like more cunty than that even. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, really yeah. think I was saying that at any other time this would be okay? And then I thought – and then I like went and I looked up her name and I'm like, who is this bitch? And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I know. I know. It's so dangerous, that next door. So dangerous, yeah. Maybe maybe my my ire should be directed at – next door as opposed to just oh hey particular lady and also next door hey 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 go fuck yourself i <sighs> felt good this you is guys, nice this is really been, good i like this it's been so nice having you on the show thank you thank for you. coming on um tell everyone where to find you plug anything you'd like to plug etc uh, you can check us out uh, at Add to Cart uh, Pod um, uh, for all of our shenanigans on Instagram, and I'm at Cool Up on Twitter and at I am Cool Up on on Instagram. And Wonderful. I'm, and I'm at Sujin Pak on Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys like what I, like what I, excuse me. As I said before, if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe. That helps out the show so much. Um, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And I am on Patreon. Uh, bonus episodes, weekly Zoom parties, behind the scenes content, videos. Um, so much access to me. You'll beg me to leave you alone. I'm also on Cameo and I do another podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons called Childish. It's our parenting-ish podcast. And please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Tony, what about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. My podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, also just came out, uh, there's a new EP uh, by Justin Pierre, who is the lead singer of Motion City Soundtrack. He just put out a solo record. I played drums on that as well, and that's now streaming everywhere. So uh, check that out. You play all the drums everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. You guys, thank you so much. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. You matter. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 